From the Fancy Lady Cowgirl headquarters, welcome to the Cowgirl Problems Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to everyone who embodies the cowgirl or cowboy spirit, regardless of what you wear or where you live. The guests on this show are a little fancy, a little ranchy, and they all have a kick-ass story to tell. I'm your host, Courtney Dehoff. Join me for the ride. Welcome to the Cowgirl Problems Podcast. I have another great guest, a fancy lady cowgirl whom I actually have a lot of things in common with. Um, We've got Kansas in our background. We are Oklahoma State Cowboys. Um, You are probably familiar with her business, Savannah Sevens. She is a business owner, a fancy lady cowgirl, just doing all the things. Uh, Riley Weimer is joining me. Hello. Hey, Courtney. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, of course. I'm super excited. You know, Savannah Sevens has always, it's been on my radar for a a really long time. And I actually was reading um, on your website about when you officially launched it. And I was like, well, it seems like it's been here, you know, for 30, how old am I? 31 years. Um, (laughs) I want to kind of go back to the beginning because you and I, Riley, we finally got to meet in person. Was it last week? It seems like it was last month, but I my is together, right? Yeah. Yes, I know. That was awesome. Yeah, we got to have dinner and chat and catch up and just meet in person, and it was so fun. Um, but I want to kind of go back to the beginning. So, Riley, you grew up in Kansas, right? Yes, yes. Spent most of my life here. Um, I was here until I went to Oklahoma State, and we were just, I think we figured out what four years, something like that. Just enough staggered that we didn't cross paths at the same time. But um, so I was there, and then. Um, after college, I spent about almost four years down in the Fort Worth area and before moving back home to Kansas. I love it. Talk to me a little bit about um, your upbringing in Kansas, because from what I read, you know, it was, you were right there in like true cowboy country. Now, did you grow up in the Brookville area? Yes. Yes. Just outside of Brookville. Um, my family's background is actually, um, line of work is in construction and, um, my parents and most of my family members have rodeoed their entire life. And so we don't really know life without a horse. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the background there. We've, we barrel raised, roped calves, that kind of thing in high school rodeo, college rodeo. And yeah, so don't nest, you know, we had roping calves around, but until I married my husband, I wasn't actually, you know, used to living on a full on cattle ranch. Very cool. So you grew up in Kansas, you know, sort of that cowgirl uh, spirit, you know, your, your whole upbringing, you're on the rodeo team at Oklahoma State, and we did just barely miss each other because you, I think you were, you were like, did you rodeo with Rochelle Holt? And I was like, yes, I did. Like, we hauled together. She's one of my dear friends, and I think we, we really must have just missed each other. But you, you go to Oklahoma State, and, and you're on the rodeo team there. You're in Fort Worth for a while. So at what point and what, I guess, sort of provoked it, did you decide, okay, I am going to launch an online boutique. Um, this is what I'm going to do. I mean, did you have any background in that? Or was that just a like total fancy lady cowgirl? Like, I think I'm going to do this moment. And here you are. <laughs> yes, it was totally that. Um, you know, as much as I've always loved dressing up and loved fashion, it was kind of a 180 to go into construction. I also can't hammer a nail straight, so I'm not full on real handy either, but um, just the interest in the business side of things and, you know, just being familiar with growing up in my grandfather, my dad, my brother, all being in construction, 
my dad's, you know, just mentioned, threw it out there as an option of, you know, the management side of things. And so I went that route in college and um, worked for a commercial construction company in Fort Worth before moving back to work for my parents' construction company. So, um, you know, from going from Fort Worth to social life, you know, just at your fingertips every night of the week um, to rural Kansas. Uh, and all your friends are married with kids. I was just bored on the weekends. Loved my job. Loved working with my parents. And um, just was trying to think, if I'm going to be traveling to go rodeo, to go see friends that are in Oklahoma and Texas, I need to be making a little money while I'm doing this. And so kind of had the idea of going online, maybe doing some shows. And really, it was going to just be a hobby job. I mean, I guess I don't really do anything halfway uh, <laughs> when I set my mind to something. But at the same time, I really didn't know where it would take me. And I really wasn't looking to leave construction. Um, it was just going to be kind of an added bonus. Very cool. Okay. So you go from construction to sort of, uh, like you said, turn this, this little fun um, weekend project that I would, I would imagine at this point in 2021 has really grown into, I don't know, is it bigger than what you could have ever imagined? Because I feel like that kind of always happens with those things. Like even fancy lady cowgirl for me, like, you know, I was like, I'm going to sell some stickers and, you know, use the hashtag Fancy Lady Cowgirl on Instagram and that'll be cool. And now I'm like, you know, planning a full blown event. I've got a call next week with our, our first international Fancy Lady. I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? That so is what, amazing. Yeah. Yes. Like, what's the journey been like uh, for Savannah 7? So you started out, you have, you know, sort of your little weekend. I would imagine, because I know that this has been my experience, uh, it, it's always harder than you think. <laughs> think it's going to be? What was your experience? Right. Um, no, I had never worked a day in retail. I'm not even a high school job. Um, I waitressed, I'd worked for my dad. I'd worked on his construction jobs, um, you know, cleaned his projects. I had never worked in retail. So for five months, but even for starting this, I was just Googling my life away, just learning all the things I could figure out um, before actually starting. So yeah, I didn't really know, but by no means did I imagine it getting to where it is today. I think I was a couple years in before I really felt like I was on my feet enough to do it full time and no longer work for my parents. And um, it's just been amazing. I think I got in at a point in social media before it was kind of so much of the pay to play. You know, it was easier to reach uh, people that had similar backgrounds and, you know, my ideal customer. So that was really great that it was, you know, more than seven years ago that I kind of got it started. But no, it has grown. Um, there's just been partnerships and the right people come into your life and um, it's amazing customers that has just made it take off. So I love that. I, I love that you um, use the example or that you, you share that you just were Googling your life way because I am, I'm still very much at that point. Like, Oh, I need a sales tax number. Like where does one acquire one of those? Like, let me go to Google. You know, I have no idea what I'm doing. And, but I, I love Thanks. that. Yeah. I love that you share that because I think a lot of times, especially as women, we get sort of, we have these really cool ideas, but it's so hard to pull the trigger and start executing because we don't feel like we have all, enough knowledge. We don't feel like we're qualified. We don't uh, feel like we quite fit in. Like we feel a little bit like a, an imposter, but for anyone listening, I mean, would you, would you just say you got to just go for it and learn as you go? You do. Um, I think it's maybe a little bit of a 50-50. I mean, you definitely... 
all the resources are kind of at your fingertips. I mean, I Google things multiple times a day, whether that's my personal life or business. I mean, I have done that since I start before I started my business. And, um, so I feel like anything you want to learn is there. So, um, yeah, you definitely can't wait till you just have it all figured out all together, but you also can go into so many situations prepared, just doing a little research and what you can find is amazing. So, um, I think it's easier than what people realize to find some answers or, you know, just ideas on things. Absolutely. So you, you sort of come up with this idea in 2013. I, I want to talk a little bit about what Savannah sevens actually is. Cause we have not even just, we haven't even hit on that yet, Riley. Um, <laughs> it's sort of to use your words from your website, Western couture meets girl next door. And I, Love it. You have so many pieces that are fashionable, but functionable. You know, it's, 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 um, it's stuff that I can get on and be like, yes, like I can wear that. I can, you know, I can play bulls in that. I can go to my fancy lady cowgirl events in that. Um, you have a, a wide variety of things. So talk just a little bit about what uh, Savannah sevens, I guess actually is. Sure. Yes. I think that what it I had envisioned in my mind when I started it to today has really stayed true in that, you know, growing up rodeo and always felt like you went to your mainstream kind of bigger Western stores, you found the, what you needed to rodeo in, and then you went to the mall to dress for every other occasion. But I was still always trying to put that Western spin on my style, on my mainstream fashion, you know, what was trending. But I never felt like there was a place I was finding that I could shop for all of those things and all the th different things I did in life. And whether that was in construction where I'm, you know, most of the week at a desk job or I'm going out to the job site or entering a rodeo or just going out to exercise my horse. Um, so um, I think that has stayed true and I've been able to meet the needs. I feel like of so many of our customers, they, they wear a lot of different hats and you need a lot of different types of clothing for that. And so that's what I've always tried to be able to offer as a variety of styles that fits every hat you're wearing throughout the week. Oh, that's so fancy lady cowgirl. I love it. <laughs> that's, that's so, so fancy lady cowgirl. And I, I love, you know, your story that you were the cowgirl, you are the cowgirl, but you also, you know, you for a long time had that sort of corporate-esque job. And, and I think that that's very much the premise that fancy lady cowgirl was, was built on like, Hey, we can still be cowgirls and going to rodeos on the weekends, but we may be working in major cities like Fort Worth or Dallas, you know, like you and I have. And Mm -hmm. um, we can still sort of uphold that cowgirl spirit. And what you're doing with Savannah sevens is giving all of the fancy lady cowgirls, you know, a, a wonderful consolidated place to just pop on and buy all of those items for all of those, you know, different types of lifestyles that we're living. I want to talk a little bit about the name Savannah sevens. Uh, I'm curious. My mom actually asked me this. She's after we had dinner, she's like, so what does Savannah sevens mean? I said, well, that of all the things that did not get brought up, but I'll be sure to ask on the podcast mom. So Savannah sevens, where did the name come from? I really hope that one of these times when I get interviewed, I am going to have a very creative response. <laughs> um, but the truth is, I just started out knowing that I wanted my brand, um, the look of everything we do marketing-wise to be that rustic feel and, like, and have that tie and that look into um, just the Western lifestyle. And so lucky number seven, it's always been the lucky number, and um, just got an idea to kind of make it look like a cattle brand, a ranch brand. And... I was like, all right, what rhymes or what flows off the tongue, you know, with sevens. And I just really focused on, I didn't want the word boutique in the name. I didn't know mm -hmm. where we'd go from here. Would I start carrying men's or, you know, um, excess like home decor accessories and different things that I didn't want to close 
you know, myself off to just one thing. So um, wanted to leave it open. And we've just recently even just kind of dropped Western chic where it's Western life and style. Savannah Seven's Western life and style. But Savannah just finally, I went through just continue a list of words until Savannah Sevens rolled off the tongue. And I was like, all right, that kind of ties into Prairie, Kansas, sorty, sort of, you know, the mm-hmm. Savannah. Hey, <laughs> There's real like no it. good story, but. Well, it definitely works because Savannah Sevens is sort of a, a synonymous. We all have heard it. We all, you know, we all associate it with, with your boutique. What's been the, I guess, what's been the hardest thing about running your own business and launching something from the ground. Um, because you know, I'm very much in the middle of it with fancy lady cowgirl. And I know that so many of uh, the listeners to the cowgirl problems podcast, you know, I feel like women, especially we all have dreams. We all have things that we wish we could do. We all have these cool ideas. And like we talked about earlier, you know, pulling the trigger sometimes is hard. And I think it's, I think it's good to be honest about what are some of the hardest things. So what's been, what's just been some of the toughest things in your experience? Um, it's demanding, you know, um, for any business, whether you're brick and mortar or just online, like we are, um, you have to stay in front of your customer all the time. And the presence that you have on social media or on whatever platform that you're reaching and connecting with your customer um, and, and staying relevant and always present. You know, you finally figure out what the best way is to get interaction with your customer and on social media. And then that changes. And so it's an always this, I don't think it'll ever be this feeling of kind of not keeping your head above water and just keep going. And, um, but once you kind of realize that that's how it is and you just kind of accept it and you do the best you can, it becomes easier. And, you know, I have people ask me for suggestions and, um, I think the hardest thing is to be able to to take your learning experiences to try and help someone else because everyone is at a different phase or a different season of their life while they're trying to tackle and, and do their entrepreneur thing. And so, you know, I was starting my business before I was married, before I had kids. And so the challenges I faced at those times, I wasn't juggling family. And so I, you know, that worked out in my favor. I had, you know, a little bit less to manage on my plate, but everyone goes through different seasons. And I think that, my suggestion to everyone is just know what you can manage and tackle what you can at that time. There's going to be a season that is going to require so much of you and you're going to sacrifice a lot of things and all the fun things to go get, you know, to get your business to where you want. But then there's going to be another season where you can kind of let up and, um, you know, enjoy life a little more. So I think it's always changing and you just got to realize you may not be right where you want to be at that time, but you'll get there, whether that's kind of personal life outside of work or your work in your business getting to where you want it to be, if that kind of makes sense. Oh yeah, that's so good. I love that. Just just keeping your head just above water. And I think, <laughs> you know, I think it's um it's so crucial to be honest about that because we all, you know, we all have felt that. And I know I told you at dinner, I said, Oh my gosh, you know, planning this event has been one of the hardest things I've ever done just from a standpoint of, you know, there's so many tiny details and so many things that you have to constantly be thinking of. And, you know, and, and, and in the process, I'm also trying to like make a living with outside work and con TV contracts and speaking contract. And I'm like, Oh, but I'm a full-time event planner now. Like I don't have time to actually do the work that I'm getting paid for because I'm trying to plan this event. And, you know, I think, um, I think that's such a great way to look at it as, as seasons, you know, I feel- yeah, 
it's not going to just, it's not always going to be new. You're going to have so many things under your belt the next round of whatever that might be that you're like, oh, that's going to be easy next time because I've already figured it out and already done it. So it won't be always that, oh my goodness, overwhelmed. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just starting out is, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's crazy of all the unexpected. So no, I think it's amazing that what you're doing and just keep going, keep your head up. Oh (laughs) boy, just keep swimming. That's what I feel like. I interrupt this episode really quick. I have to go grab a cup of coffee, but not just any coffee. Oh no, here on the Cowgirl Problems podcast, the fancy lady cowgirl only drinks, wait for it, cowgirl coffee from my great friends over at Cattleman's Coffee. It is so tasty, y'all. Seriously, I always start my morning with a cup and then I have one mid-morning and then I have another in the afternoon. Dare I say it, it is bucking delicious. So be sure to check out Cattleman's Coffee so you can wrangle in your morning. What's next? Like, what is, uh, what's next for Savannah Sevens? You know, if you look at, um, I don't know, whether it's your next week's plan, your five year plan, your, I mean, what do you see, uh, for your business? I'm sort of at the point with my business. I have no idea (laughs) what's next. I'm just rolling with it. I mean, are you sort of in that stage where you're like planning ahead? You're, you know, I don't know, launching new, new things. What, what's, what's, what's next? Um, yeah, I, I love the stage you're at because it's just like open to who knows and like so many opportunities, which is very exciting. Um, right now, you know, we just in October moved my business to, um, it actually was a Morton building, um, horse barn of my husband's eyes and my, my dad being in construction obviously was the one, the go-to guy to finish that out and make our new warehouse headquarters. So we are loving the space and not working on top of each other. And we went from just surviving, you know, a year ago of trying to, there was three of us girls and we're working, one's working at the shop and then I'm coming in after hours. The other one's kind of working from home and we're just existing to now there's, um, six of us full-time and another part-time. And so it has just changed drastically. We were total survival mode, definitely keep our head above water then. And now we have got the resources that we need to um, do all those things that have been on our to-do list. Like, oh, we would love to offer our customer this and, and new um, loyalty rewards and, you know, just all these different things. And we're there now and we're doing those things and putting those things in place um, because we have the help that we need in this space. So um, I feel like we're at that, you know, when you say, oh, what's our five-year goal? Like I always thought, oh, I, you know, I'm good with probably just not having more than five full-time employees. And we went from, I had two to five in a year, you know, and it's just been crazy, but we're kind of just catching our breath and putting in place so many of those things that we've been wanting to. So it's exciting. It really is. And, um, yeah, I, I think we just take the things that worked in the last year and put those in place and then add some new in is kind of where we're at right now. Oh, that's so exciting for you. Okay. This is totally for my own. I'm just picking your brain here, but hopefully someone who's listening will also benefit (laughs) from this. I've sort of been, I'm I'm absolutely not there right now, but even sort of COVID obviously put a wrench in everything, but even, you know, before COVID I was traveling with the PBR and I was doing some speaking events and like, I mean, it got to the point where I almost couldn't physically book all the flights and things on my own. And then I, you know, COVID happened, launched Fancy Lady Cowgirl. And I was thinking about that today because, oh my God, Riley, you should see my apartment. So <laughs> you're Riley, you're coming to my Fancy Lady Cowgirl event and we were putting together these really amazing 
Swag bags. Well, I'm a type A like control freak, right? And so I want to make sure that the swag bags are put together and ready to go, you know, so I can just take them to the hotel, all 75 of them. So I'm having everybody ship things to me. I live in a 600 square foot. There is shit everywhere. And so I was sort of like, I was thinking of like, where do I want to be next year? And I thought, you know, like I might have to rent a bigger space. Like I might have to get a bigger apartment. And then I also was sort of like, you know, I might need an intern at some point. Like I, because the, the, my outside work, my speaking gigs and the TV stuff is starting to pick back up. And I'm like, uh -huh. how am I going to manage all this? So here's my question. How do you know as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, how do you know when you're at the point like, okay, I can invest in, you know, a, a bigger building or I can invest in one employee. Like, how did you know, okay, this is the time that I need to like start mm -hmm. getting an employee? And you know, you went from two to six to. Right. Yes. Well, and I had probably, I probably started getting some part-time help after about a year. And, but outside of that, I fortunately had friends and my husband and, um, you know, my parents helped that I paid in beer and, you know, and wine and, <laughs> Love um, you know, and was fortunate to have those people in my life to help me. Um, because I tried doing it all for so long. And um, and then it was probably at year three that I was able to hire like full time. And um, I think you never do it soon enough. And I was listening to a podcast one time and I heard someone say something like, you know, I didn't pay for that quality. And they weren't even just talking about hiring, but even just like who they hired and what did they pay a premium for who they were hiring. And they're like, I waited too long to pay that premium for the people that were going to do, you know, the quality or the quantity of work that was needed. Mm. And I thought about that. And once I pulled the trigger, it would have probably been my second full-time employee. Like, um, one had, you know, was going on to college and moving on from there. And so I made a shift and I really had to think hard. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm, you know, outside of, you know, in the retail industry, I might be paying quite a bit more than what is the average, but is that person doing double of what say the minimum, you know, you might pay someone in that position. Are they outputting double, but you're not paying double, you know? And that was huge. That was a game changer. And, um, you know, Tiffany was, um, she's our operations manager and she had no you know, she wasn't looking to leave her job in the orthodontic, um, assistant world and, um, which those people, they're on it. Um, Tiff in that background, they're into their detail and are so thorough in what they do. And, um, but you know, she had worked for me part-time, um, just as fun. And then I got her talked into coming on full-time and I hope I have her forever, but you know, um, paying that premium for someone and the quality of work they're going to do and that they're going to do it in the way that you would be pleased with is gold. Um, but I didn't really answer your question. The timing, I mean, I think, you know, everyone's timing is probably a little bit different, but I think we all miss out when we get on the whole entrepreneur, um, excitement and you're just going with it. It consumes your life a lot. And at the point that you're like, am I really enjoying much life outside of work? Life's too short and we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So live a little. So at the point where you're not living at all is probably when you need to hire some more help so that you can enjoy life a little. So that's probably my suggestion. Oh, I think that's great advice. I am a, especially after last year, I am a big believer in you have to live a little and there has to be a little bit of a work-life balance. And I have this conversation a lot with entrepreneurs um, that I'm friends with 
part of what is hard about being an entrepreneur in this country is that our culture has sort of, and, and also Riley, how you and I were raised does not help the situation. We were sort of raised and we're brought up in this like American culture where if you're not working 80 hours a week, you're not really a real entrepreneur. And there are right. days where like, I'm like, you know, my alarm goes off at six and I am so exhausted that I lay there till 8.30. And I'm like, I'm fail. I failed today. I'm not a real <laughs> entrepreneur. I didn't get up at 4 a.m. Like, oh, I, I feel you. You know, I'm not pulling a Sheryl Sandberg. Like, I'm so tired. I faint and fall into my counter, knock myself out. Like, I must not <laughs> be working hard enough. And I, and I think that's that we struggle, and I'm sure men struggle with this too. I, I don't want to say it's just women, but I think um, one of the things I really struggle with is I'm like, I'm not working hard enough. I'm not working uh -huh. fast enough. I'm not at Sarah Blakesley level. I'm not running a Spanx <laughs> empire at, you know, 31. I must have <laughs> failed. And it's so right. hard. How do you, um, how do you manage that? I guess the, the personal, because I feel like as entrepreneurs, we're so hard on ourselves. Yes, it is. I, yes, I did grow up that way. And I still sometimes feel like the whole like lazy morning thing at times where I'm like, my dad's a 4am, 5am yep. person that's getting after it. And, um, and yeah, um, I'm just not, I'm stay up too late, I guess for that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, um, that balance is tough to find. And I think it goes back to seasons. Like you got to know that you want to work towards that. Like I said, I mean, I do think to get any business where you want, there's going to be seasons where you have to sacrifice things and you're, you're not doing all the fun stuff and you are working your job seven days a week to get it on its feet. But at the same time, I don't know, I look back and there's plenty of times I probably could have just walked away on some weekends and like had a breather and it'd still be there on Monday, but it's, it's balance. And it's just being aware that you need that. And when you get a breath of fresh air of just a little break from it, I feel like you're that much more energized to come back to it you know, when you give it a little bit of a pause, but and I think it's okay. Like your social media accounts and your followers, like they're still going to be there. And I think there was a time around Christmas. I just checked out. I didn't schedule any posts. I didn't do anything. It was like from maybe the afternoon of the 23rd until the 26th, I posted nothing. And I just like, I finally was just like, I'm done. You know, I made it through the holiday season and we're just done. Like we'd moved and we had holiday retail sales and all the craziness. And, and then it was like Instagram, rewarded me for not posting for three days. And I got all these likes for like nothing on the next post, you know? So it's just funny. Like you don't, I don't think you have to worry that it's not going to still be there when you come back. Oh, that's so good. I have this bizarre theory. I don't know if it's ever been proven. I've never Googled it. I just tell myself this, but I've noticed on social media, like if I ever take a, which I, you know, I don't even know when the last time I did, but a four or five day break, I've noticed I get way more followers. And I'm like, okay, Instagram, what game we play? And like, oh, hey, we're still here. I watched that. Oh my gosh. I think it was on, was it on HBO? Was it on Netflix? I don't remember. There was a documentary about like the, so, like this, I can't remember what it was called, but about how those, um, I'm getting way off subject, but about how these social media platforms are designed to lure us back in when we start to, and I'm, and so I have this theory. I should try that out. Maybe I'll disappear. Yeah. We'll play, if they're going to play us, we'll play them back. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> that Instagram. Um, this is all so good. And I think that this, that so much of the advice that you've given applies to whether you're a mom or you're running a ranch or you're, you know, starting a business or whatever season you may be in, Riley, I think you have just shared such great um, just great advice and, and, and thought provoking things for, for all of our listeners. I want to ask you, 
Um, before I, I let you go, because I'm super thrilled to have you involved, Savannah Sevens is one of um, our big Fancy Lady Cowgirl event partners, and we're so thankful to you for that. And you're coming to the event. Yes. And so I just want to know, like, what does, fancy, what does being a Fancy Lady Cowgirl mean and look like to you? I love asking this question because women always give me such amazing answers. And I'm like, wow, why didn't I think to say it that way? <laughs> right? <laughs> That's usually how those kinds of things go. Yeah. And I was actually kind of thinking about that today. And it's like, um, before I got on here about, you know, how that applies to me in my day to day. And it's, it's kind of comical because I, I feel like I'm a, I've always been like this, like, okay, I got an event or I've got some kind of something happening in the day okay, I'm getting the whole thing. It's you'll get hair, you'll get makeup, a thought out outfit, or you totally get, I woke up and it's function and I got this on my to-do list to get done. And this is where, and I'm, oh, and it's rough, you know, and not looking the part. And, and so, but I mean, I just think that it's, you can do so many things that just aren't just being a cowgirl and every day being your Western lifestyle, whether it's your family, your business, and it may not be, you know, related to the Western lifestyle, but something about our connection to that and kind of those values that we were brought up in, um, or for people that weren't brought up in that, um, but just, you know, have been attracted to this way of life. I think we, it shows up in your day, you know, it shows up in your character. It shows up, um, and just how you're ready to tackle things that head on that get, you know, brought to your day. So, um, it's not just a, a fashion thing for me. I guess it's more of a state of mind. Oh yeah. That's so good. And you know, I, I look back at my, um, television career, which I, I'm not done with TV by any means. I'm just, you know, waiting on the next job story of my life. Um, but I look <laughs> back at some of those, you know, every day going into the station TV jobs. And I was just miserable at all of them. I loved the work I was doing, but the environment was so tough and so just sort of volatile. And I sort of had this moment started about a year ago. And I, I sort of got to thinking, you know what? Like I've hated <laughs> a lot of the people that I've worked with in the entertainment industry at, at multiple jobs. And I thought I had this moment of like, oh my gosh, it's me. Maybe I'm <laughs> Problem. And my mom is like, yeah, maybe you are the problem. I'm like, thanks, mom. Like, you know, but I think what it was, Riley, is just what you said. We were brought up to, you know, live by certain values that I guess I didn't realize a lot of people were not raised. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We were brought up to work a certain way, you know, hard work, get it done, get it done right, get it done right now, you know, whatever it mm -hmm. takes. A lot of people do not work and operate that way. And um, I think that, yeah, I think looking back, you know, it was that cowgirl state of mind that I just, even though I wasn't talking about the fact that I came from a cowgirl background or that I was a cowgirl, man, I just couldn't get it out of me no matter, no matter what I did. And, you know, I just, I wouldn't take, I wouldn't take the, the abuse and that didn't sit well with a lot of the people in my industry. So I, I love that you shared that because it is, it's totally a state of mind. And it's one of those things that like, you just can't take it out of us because I try. Yeah. Take it out of every now oh, I wouldn't want to. No, it's yeah. too good. Yeah, it's just that cowgirl mentality that I'm Yeah, you're just wired a little different and it's a good different. Yes. We are. Like we, we are. are. Yeah, we we totally are wired different. And oh gosh, I am just so pumped to have you involved in the event. I'm so thrilled that you're gonna be in the room. Um, it's just gonna be it's gonna be fun. I'm excited and I I think it's gonna be a great event. I mean, my apartment is 
full to the brim of, of things. <laughs> so, um, I think it's, I think yes. it's going to be good. I, um, we picked up, we have a couple of surprise, uh, like cutouts, like lifestyle size oh, cutouts nice. of things. And I picked one of said, these said cutouts up yesterday and I sat him just like in the corner of my apartment. Oh my God, Valley, I came out this morning to like get a coffee and out of the corner of my eye, I had that there's somebody in my apartment, like that heart, like before, you know, you're quite awake. And I was like, Oh, it's the cutout of him. Oh, it scared me so bad. So we're going to have all kinds of fun things. Hopefully I survive to an event day. Um, but I'm learning a lot and I think it's going to be fun. Yes. Oh, it's going to be awesome. And it's just something new and fresh. And it's something that I think everyone there is going to walk away and, you know, where they take what they've learned and the connections made. Um, I'm just excited and I'm excited for all the future events. I'm like, I want to know all the details oh, and sign me up. So oh, I'm all the things. ready for the next one. <laughs> all of the things are coming. It's going to be awesome. Riley, I know um, you're running a business and you're busy and you know, you're, we're all keeping our head above water. So I will not keep you any longer, <laughs> but I will share your Instagram, your website, all of the info so that everyone can go and shop. Riley, you sent me some jeans you sent me a shirt, which I've already worn and I didn't get nice. it dirty, luckily, but I am going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a dry clean. So it's nice and starch, but you've sent me some great stuff. Um, and I'm just, I'm just so thankful. I'm so thankful for your friendship and I'm so thankful that we got to finally connect in real life. And I'm pumped that everyone on the podcast is going to get to meet you. Yes. Yes. Thank you for having me. And I'm so glad we've actually met in person and it's only about a month before we'll get to see you again. So I'm excited. Yes. Us too. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for joining the Cowgirl Problems Podcast. <laughs>